shout out to the uh, the hymen god Ti for oh, talking Lord. wild brazy about Matt Ryan. Well, I'm sorry, the the the, the hymen god Broncos fan Ti for talking <laughs> wild crazy on every platform that will put a microphone or camera in front of him. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Sapri706, uh, the ghost of Negroshima on Twitter. This is KTSE at Pod, episode 21. Uh, we're double gay community talking life, culture, music, racism, sports, amongst other things. But always thanks for the support. Uh, shout out to Ohio. And it's me. I got that butter love, baby. Oh Mr. Nut Butter Love, AC3 Savage. Shout out to 21 Savage for the hottest album of the entire year. I'm still bumping it track for track. Jeez Louise, Metro Boomer. Metro! I'm sorry, go ahead. 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my usual host, uh, Mr. Nut Butter Love, uh, formerly AC3 Savage, and we have Marcus Nichols. Uh, what's good, y'all? Let's see. Can we get some there? We go. What's good, y'all? Let's get some. Welcome to the podcast. Look at that. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So, for my first podcast with no shirt on, that feels amazing. Uh, I feel so free now because of this weight loss journey. Okay, you know, anybody I, was going. Hmm? I said I was wondering where this was going, but I didn't know if it was like an OnlyFans advertisement or. Oh, no, I, I might do that. Like, if you know, if I can remain single to 2021 and lose about 15 more pounds. You know, we're, we're headed towards that journey at lightning speed. Uh, but, yeah, um, so anybody that's on a weight loss journey, just remember, you know, you may lose a couple battles. You might even lose a couple fights, but you're you're always you always have to put your best foot forward when it comes to the war of losing weight. So I'm um, getting healthy. So that's my thing for everybody. Well, it sounds like you're having a, a good week, Marcus. How about yourself? How's your week going? Uh, so far, so good. I must admit that uh, as someone who has played sports, like I've played football, I've played basketball, I've played baseball, I will admit that hitting a golf ball might be the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. It is so hard to do. It takes I, – I, a lot of people like to say that golf isn't a sport. As someone who tried it for the first time this weekend, golf is a sport. Like now let me ask you: Did you try like the real golf, or are we talking top golf or top, top, top golf? Yeah, top top golf. It, it it yeah, you get a little workout in for sure. And I, woo, man, I was out there. I was like, shit, you know, I'm about to tear my pec muscle. Like, what the hell's going on? I felt very exposed out there. Like, I was just kind of out there on a limb. There's other people next to me, just like slinging the ball like 60 yards and it, yeah, it's like, like going all over the place yeah. Mine, like barely past the first thing i'm like wow no, i was i was swinging and missing i was like literally hitting nothing i wasn't hitting the ball but once i once it took me after the first game i was hitting it consistently but if you've never swung a golf club don't don't think that it's something easy like it is pretty tough Southbridge, have you ever been to top golf <clears throat> no nah, i've been to putt put um, shout out to, uh, was it Duffy's or Duffers back in Augusta, Georgia, back in the day. Um, I did attempt to play golf in the neighborhood with the homies one time, and we almost took the window out of the truck, and I never touched a golf club, a real golf club after that again. So, wow. yeah. But <clears throat> it's interesting how Marcus might have been allegedly spotted at a Blacks for Trump 
uh, rally. Oh shit, 45. I'm tripping. And allegedly, you know, he's an elitist playing golf, swing golf. <laughs> golf the bag, the bag must have been nice. You know what I'm saying? Hey, the check That's cleared. Right <laughs> the check cleared. Don't worry about what I'm doing. The check is cleared. <sighs> Yeah, if you see me on if you see me on Candace and Silk's YouTube channel, mind your okay. business. <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> Anywho, uh, real quick, uh, I want to give a shout out to the homie at Optimus uh, from Cerebrus Media. He is uh, creating a black manga, repping the shirt. This shit is kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty good design. Look at that. That's pretty tight. You got some. You got some skills. You got some skills. <laughs> Just represent for the homies, you know. Support black business, support black creators. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all's support as usual. I'll be looking forward to uh, keeping up with that and hopefully, you know, hopefully one day y'all can manifest an anime adaption. So that'd be kind of cool. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to Ohio. Uh, if you listen to the podcast where Trouble Jumps in, uh, there's a young lady from Ohio who rocks with the podcast. So appreciate you out there. Um, and yeah, shout out to Jamaica as usual. Shout out to the homie Corlicia. But uh, let's let's get into it. So if you listen to the podcast, if you're a loyal supporter and you've been following our journey, you know that I am the biggest component of black love. And in this week, black love, it, we finally won. You know, um, there was some it was it was rocky with Queen, Car- Queen Cardia and Mr. New Orleans. You know, there was a lot of infidelity. You know, she had to put out a, a heat check with WAP, let them know what's up. Um, she missed the heat check and uh, she had to do another heat check and file for divorce. But after a very, I guess, luxurious and maybe uh, mind opening and, and soul searching at her 28th birthday party, they decided to give it another shot. And I would just like to, you know, applaud that the love is winning. Let's let's give love an applause. There we go. Love. We're, we're applauding love right now. We appreciate that, so. Round of applause. Cardi, make that yeah. ass clap. Y'all so we're not going to speak about another man's wife like that. So I'm let's, sorry. Let's relax. Let's relax. But what are y'all's thoughts on uh, our queen and savior, Miss Miss Cardi B, getting back with her king, uh, Mr. New Orleans? And, and what does that say about, uh, you know, the status of hashtag relationship goals? Is this relationship goals back? Is it bite? My bad. Somebody uh, text me this now. But um, so my thoughts on the situation, um, if we're we're being real here, the one thing that I think when you're involved in a marriage, like you, you really have to make sure that you're all the way done. As soon as I seen them two out together and she was twerking with them, he bought her a Rolls Royce truck or a Bentley truck, whatever you kind of knew that they were going back together. I mean, if, if everything is serious, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, at the end of the day, us as men, women, people, humans, you know, we mess up, you know, and I'm sure um, Offset, Mr. New Orleans or whatever he calls himself, uh, it feels really sorry. That's why when she filed for divorce, he immediately said, I miss my grandma. Uh, obviously, maybe he calls her grandma in the bedroom. I don't know, whatever their prerogative is. But um just hope that everything's sincere and to all the women out there, Hey, you know, if you got you a solid dude, even if they mess up, you need to stick with that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like stop all the tripping. Don't listen to your friends and just stick with your man, you know, at the end of the day. So I, I once again applaud young Cardi 
and Mr. New New Orleans or whatever his name is. Yeah, I, the only thing I dislike, and I'll I say it again, the only thing I dislike about their uh, their relationship is that I still want to hear whatever album Offset was going to put out before he got publicly put out for cheating because Father of Four was not what he wanted to do. Some of those songs, a lot of those songs were not going to make the album if he didn't get caught publicly cheating. But I will give... Uh, I will give them both credit. You know, we do like to see uh, black people be in love and, and doing all that stuff. And I credit uh, Offset for being able to hang in there and through this uh, turbulent relationship. You know, it seems like Cardi B has a lot to handle. And Offset is doing the best he can to kind of try to keep this marriage together. You know, Cardi's out here, you know, talking about WAP and all this stuff. And he's got to he's got to be able to handle that. And he seems to be handling this with dignity and class. And and very maturely, so I give Offset all the credit here. Shout out to him. Balls it's, in my amazing. Face. it's amazing the weight that us as black men have to carry in the relationship. You know, he's a stay-at-home father because he doesn't put out music. He Thanks. watches the baby. He, he, you know, what I'm saying, he changes diaper. He probably cooks or hits the Uber Eat button. And it, and it took incredible strength and courage for him to transfer the money out of her bank account to buy her a car and get a billboard for her and just be strong enough and have the, the willpower to sustain and power through this relationship. Um, and again, just kudos to him, all the credit to Mr. Set. Um, I hope they continue to flourish. But it's, it's interesting the things that Cardi B said on Billboard because this, this clearly shows it, like Marcus said, she has a lot to deal with. She told the people in her IG address that, listen, y'all, I'm a crazy bitch. Y'all know how I be arguing with y'all on social media? That's exactly how we are, between me and my man. So people be said be doing shit for attention with this and that. No, I'm just a crazy bitch. And this began at about the seven-minute mark, and she said, one day I'm happy, the next day I want to beat a ninja up. I just really start to miss him. It's hard not to talk to your best friend. It's really hard not to talk to your best friend. And it's really hard not to have no dick. Yikes. So, um, again, it's offset. He has emotional abuse, potential physical abuse. And then <clears throat> she she clearly uh, objectifies him and treats him like a piece of meat. And again, that's that's tough for us men in 2020. We just want to be able to wear our gray sweatpants in peace and just just be treated like normal human beings. It's 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 insane that the pressure that is on us. Um, so. Shout out to Mr. Set. He needs to make a, a remix of WAP and have it called Wild Ass Penis because I don't, I don't know what kind of tricks he's performing that he can literally be caught cheating almost any every other week. And it's like, eh, you know what? It is what it is. So shout, shout out to Offset for being a, a black king and being a representation of what the babies need in the streets. We need this kind of representation, these kind of role models. Like if it wasn't for COVID, I would probably dress up as Offset for Halloween. Like that's that's the impact that Mister Set has had. It's it's incredible. It's it's truly incredible. That man in the bedroom fighting for his life every time he's got he has no choice. Was that the one that said the Luluko Luluko Was that him? Uh, sure. They're they're all the same person to me. So um, okay. Which one was it? Was that him or Take Off? Take Off? Was it him or Take Off? <laughs> wow, them niggas clearly ain't passed a lick of English in school, but 
Yeah, but uh, so we what me and Trouble talked about is like again the rollout for this album was already talking about it's going to be like lemonade esque, and I I've uh, coined it as great value lemonade because they're not they're not Jay Z and Beyonce. Like, hold on, pause. That shit is crystal light. Go ahead. And Damn. Say. Damn. Crystal well, light lemonade. I mean, we crystal lights a brand though. You know what I'm saying? Like. Great value crystal light lemonade. There. Okay, so that's probably gonna be the episode that uh, title of the episode, Great Value Crystal Light Lemonade, or something to that effect. But I mean, what are y'all's thoughts? Does, it, does this make you more excited with all the drama building around this album and this, I guess, this uh, organic rollout? I don't know if this is organic, I don't know if this is planned, but it, it, does this make you want to listen to the album more or lesser? And also, well, I'll go ahead with that first. I guess my second point. I, I think a lot of this stuff is unnecessary. I don't think Cardi needs to be doing all the things that are, or I don't think all these things need to be happening to get people to listen to this album. Like, regardless, yeah. pe- people are going to check this album out. Like, this is, like I said before, this is going to be the most highly anticipated sophomore album since 50 Cent. Like, this is a this is going to be a big deal. A lot of people are going to be checking for it. There's, I, I feel like there's not going to be a majority of people who don't listen to it. So the idea that she needs to to do all this stuff publicly with Offset to get uh, attention for her album is just it just seems crazy. It, it just seems unnecessary. Like if the music is even if the music isn't good, like her verse on WAP wasn't good, but the rest of the song is pretty good. So like that was good enough to get people's attention. You know, like. A lot of people were talking about that song. Well, well, let's 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 slow down. I don't necessarily think it was just the music. There was a very high profile music video that went with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there got, was also got, got, you know got some people. Uh, yeah, very very mad, very offended. Got them thinking that uh, that's the first ever nasty ass shaking song that's ever existed. Yeah, so it's actually mid grade because you know it's been others that are better, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think as long, as long as she, as long as she, she, all she has to do is come up with another, another single that uh, maybe, I don't even think she needs to do another uh, a relationship song. I think if she has like another, like upbeat, fun club anthem. People are gonna gravitate to it. If she puts out a track list of people are uh, liking who the features are, I think the features on this album is gonna kind of determine if people actually check it out. Because if this album has zero features. I think some people would check out, but uh, there's for I don't know why, but there's rumblings of a Cardi Nicki Minaj collaboration. Like I saw that a couple days ago. So if that happens, a lot of people will listen to that. So this, the, all this outside stuff, it, it's it's I don't want to say it's beneath her, but she's too big of an artist to have to do all this stuff. Well, honestly, shout out to her for uh, having her kid. Shout out to her. This I, I agree with that final point. Um, I don't think she's too big of an artist to not need the drama because it's been a long time since she's had hit songs. Like every, the album was good overall. Like it, it definitely exceeded my expectations. It, it has some tracks that are still on a playlist of mine that I run through still. It, it was a good album, way better than what I thought. The biggest song that she had was Bodak Yellow, and it's been three or four years now that, that that song has been out. It's been three, right? Since that song, since she ripped that song off of Kodak Black, by the way. Shout out to the project, baby. So it's kind of like 
to me, she like she was created off of drama. Like when I first heard of Cardi B, it was on because of something her snapping on somebody of on Real Housewives or basketball hoes or whatever the shows are. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I don't know what the shows are called. I'm just a nigga. But um, edit that out. I'm sorry. Um, so whatever the show was, she definitely got her hype from drama. And it's like, what do what do a lot of these ghetto, ratchet-ass hoes love? Oh. They love drama. Like, they love... Damn, you know what? This episode should not come out. Maybe we edit that out too. Talking to somebody, so I shouldn't be talking like that on the podcast. But when you have lower class women, should I say, street walker type of women, they gravitate towards hookers and wild stuff because that's what they are. Like they love wow, they love talking about wet ass pussy and stuff like that. She needed all this to continue to feed the machine to get people hyped because it's been so long. Nobody would have cared. I really believe because of them sorry. Uh, what, what was that that she put out? Like freestyles and some song, that money song that was kind of trash. She was she was hitting nothing but duds. To me, without all this extra drama, that album would have felt so flat. It would have been terrible. That's my point on that one. Sorry, yeah, I, a lot I, of here, but you know, I I, I think uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, even even though <laughs> even though it's been a it's been almost a year since she had like a hit single and like her last like money didn't really do much. Uh, what was the, what was the other song? The song with Bruno Mars didn't do much. Oh, and uh, and press press didn't do much either. So her last her last three singles in english didn't do that well she she did do a a spanish feature that did crazy numbers on on the latin charts i didn't hear it because i'm i don't i I speak english so uh i mean either way if you if you tell me cardi b does nothing for an entire year and then you tell me she's dropping a song with megan stallion like i'm gonna listen to that and i think everybody's gonna listen to that it's not a thing where oh well cardi hasn't been doing much her last three songs haven't been great and that and it I'll, I'll somewhat agree with you. It is more of a testament to Megan Thee Stallion since she's kind of been the hottest rapper the last two years. Well, well, well let me pause on that point because I, I sent a, a, a story to the, the group chat where Billboard said that Cardi B was the female artist of the year. And I'm like, that's kind of a slap to the face to Megan Thee Stallion. She's actually been consistently putting out music and is and being, I guess, relevant for good or bad reasons. But like, I... I don't understand how that is possible. We've on this podcast talking about the run that Meg has had and the music she's put out and the work she's been putting in. And it's like, how how does she not win that award? I'm I'm very confused on how they made that decision. Yeah, I think the I think they go off of a different calendar. It maybe it's from last year or something, but either way, I wouldn't have given her that award. But I mean, she's a, she's a top confused. she's a top seven rapper. Yeah, that was that was mad confusing when I saw it. I was like, "Yo, like, I, it feels like they're." Man, I'm, I'm gonna research this real quick, but it seems like they're a bit out of touch, though. Like, if it's like, "Hey, there's this other female rapper, Mega Stallion, who's actually been putting in work. Um, maybe we should give her the award instead of the last hot one that the people in our office have heard of. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what it felt like to me. But again, it, it might be off a different 
chart. So, and also when it, uh, while you're researching that, when it comes to like, I guess needing drama or whatnot, uh, Cardi B deleted her Twitter account like oh. an hour ago. Good. So, Please, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't follow her on Twitter, but it's that's just something that I just saw. But uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, I think Cardi's gonna have. Uh, I don't want to say she's gonna have like I don't I don't know what the music's gonna be like. WAP is a good song. Uh, we know what we're getting out of Cardi. Like we know what kind of rapper Cardi is. We know what kind of entertainer she is. We know what kind of songwriter whatever she is. So if you kind of if you know what you're getting into going into her album, you shouldn't be disappointed. If it's if it sounds like Invasion of Privacy, then that's all you can really ask for. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting though. She deleted her Twitter, but, and again, and I and I hate to to say this and uh, continue this theory, but again, this is a, another thing that kind of is keeping her. Not saying that she can't keep herself in the news, but it's just like one thing after another. I get people ha have their lives, but when it's in the music industry, it, it, you do kind of try to you think a little bit deeper. It's like hmm, like. Uh, you know, there's the <clears throat> what happened first. There's been a, a quite a bit going on. The pandemic has warped my brain. Um, so whatever, he cheated. She put out WAP. She files for divorce. They're out partying. I guess divorce is off. Uh, I guess a, she accidentally sends out a picture of her areola or nipple or something like that. Now she leaves Twitter account. It's like, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like it it just seems like it's like they're just keep pushing it and pushing it. Now, like if an album drops soon, I'll be like, okay, that makes sense. But if it's just like natural life stuff, cool. But being it is the music industry and entertainment industry, I you have to be a little bit cynical with these things. Well, and I know uh Tribbles is more on the uh the side of like Cardi and Offset kind of being a an industry type of relationship. Yeah, we talked about that. It yeah, it just that rumor. It would, it that would, theory. it would, it would make more sense if they kind of if they made like better music together. I feel like they have like they have Motorsport, which is of uh, the Amigos song with her and Nicki Minaj. They had Clout off of Offset's album that was it was okay. The video, like her videos, are really good. Or they do a big numbers, and then they had a shot to Twitter. Shot to yeah, the horny, the horny out there. That's Niggas be horny, horny. And then they had a drip off of her album, but that was also featuring the Migos. So it's just like you can actually yeah. look at that and say Migos song featuring her because she has like one verse. That was one thing that kind of bothered me. Like how you like, yeah, two, two verses. Well, well, just just when you when you think about like the music that Cardi B and Offset made together, like if they were to get divorced, like for real, for real, if their relationship ended, like the music industry, I don't feel changes. Like we don't need another Cardi B Migos feature, like collaboration. We don't need another Cardi B Offset collaboration. Like those collaborations can go. As far as like when we talk about uh, like people that are together that make music together you think more about like jay-z and beyonce like i know some people don't like some of their songs together but they have more of an impact together musically obviously they've been doing a little bit longer but even someone like uh big sean and janae aiku like their music is really good together and if they were 
if they stopped making music together, I think people would be way more upset about that than Offset and Cardi B. Like, no one's clamoring for a collaboration from those two. And, and yeah, that, that was the point I was making with Tribbles. I think I said before, like, the music that we've got from them, I, even using or categorizing them or putting them in the same realm as a Jay-Z and Beyonce with Lemonade is like just, it's just very, very, uh, very. Like, would you want a collab album with those two? Absolutely. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear his regular albums. Nobody <laughs> wanted to hear Father of 444. Like, come on, man. Like, get out of here. And, and the thing with, I, I talked about Tribbles, well, I'm going to edit into the episode, but it's like, the thing with Lemonade is, is that it was kind of the, the culmination of the ups and downs of Jay-Z and Beyonce's relationship. And barring some some wild shit happening, they're not divorcing, right? With the whole great value Lemonade that we're about to possibly get, a month later, we could be right back at the same point. Her filing for divorce and getting caught cheating again. So it, it's it seems like it's pretty empty, if that makes sense. Like if they put this out, it's like, oh, this is our relationship. I mean, the thing with, with 444 and uh, Lemonade is that we didn't know a lot of this stuff. Literally everything that's happened in their relationship has been like in the public eye. So like, what are we going to learn from a great value Lemonade from Cardi B? Like what, what are we getting from that, you know? I mean, we, we're not even, I'm not sure if we even get, I'm trying to think of the timeline and how it, how it all went, but do we even get Lemonade if we don't get that surveillance video of Solange and Beyonce and Jay-Z in the elevator? Like if that video doesn't come out, does Lemonade still come out? Or when did that, that did that happen during the Beyonce album or was that before? I'm trying to remember, but there's certain things that had to happen for, for Lemonade to kind of happen. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna listen to it whenever it comes out. Um, Everybody's gonna listen to it. it it's not there's, something that I'm, I'm probably gonna run to. There, there's, there's no one on the timeline that listens to rap music that when Cardi B's album comes out, they're not gonna at least listen to one song. There's one song on that album they will go to. They might not listen to the whole thing, but based on whatever the track list is, like if there's a Cardi Nicki song on there, ninety-five percent of rap Twitter is gonna listen to that. Oh yeah, that that would be a a, a moment. Uh, they they'll probably compare it to they'll wrongly compare it to Jay Z and Nas making a song because that's what Twitter does. That beef is nowhere near the level of beef that Jay Z and Nas. Yeah, made. that shit was personal. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I know they they threw a shoe at each other or whatever, but like, yeah, man. They there were some lines crossed that he might have had to see the the front of a pistol for. Did you did, did you hear about the like the uh, the Big Sean and Kendrick beef that was going on like the last like four years four or five years yeah or like like Big Sean talked about it I think it was on I want to say Hot ninety seven he was talking about it and essentially what he was saying was like him and Kendrick never really actually had like a beef beef it was just the people around them were saying stuff and like implying things about whatever someone said like oh i think he's talking about you oh he's talking about you and the big shot's like he's talking about me maybe i need to say something back and then it's just like it wasn't anything real and i feel like it's the same thing with cardi and nikki where it's just like nikki stands and cardi stands are just making stuff up and and, and cardi and nikki have a very huge following of, of stands so when they say something 
that the traction gets to moving, and then all of a sudden it's a headline and in, in uh Bossa Report or the shade, shade room. room or something like that. So now they're reading like, wait, mm-hmm. what? You're talking about like what the like I don't have to strip to pay the pole position. You're talking about me. I'm like, what? And it's just like all these things where it's not legitimately real. Like if you sat Big Sean and Kendrick in a room together during that time and they talked for like 10 minutes, they'd realize like I don't have a problem with you. If you sat Cardi and Nikki in a room for 10 minutes, they they'd be like, you know what, I don't have a problem with you either. But if you sat Jay-Z and Nas in a room together, <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, no, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> like, I want to fight you. <laughs> that yeah. was a personal beat. That was, like, legitimate. Okay, so Houdini has left the building. I definitely <laughs> just checked in, and um, the Solange and Jay-Z incident happened May of 2014, and, of course, Lemonade was April of 2016. So. Oh, okay, so that happened, that, that happened way before it. Okay, that probably did lead to her making lemonade, but yeah. Well, yeah, because that that sort of the that sort of bring up the questions where it's like, why is Solange doing this? What did Jay Z do? Why is Beyonce just letting this happen? So, I mean, it probably still applies. And of course, the most personal beef that you know in my lifetime is, of course, Jeezy and Gucci Man. That was a real beef at the time. Multiple bodies uh, from both sides. Uh, unfortunately passing away that song the truth it lyrically it's not like a great diss song but it's just so personal and it's like if you're jeezy you gotta fight this nigga for saying that like go, go dig your partner up nigga like come on man go dig he, your was, partner. he was out of Eddie pocket for that one like out of pocket well, that, that is interesting. That is a, a smooth transition to a topic we didn't list, but we're going to talk about it real quick. Uh, shout out to the uh, the hymen god, T.I., for oh, talking Lord. wild brazy about Matt Ryan. Well, I'm sorry, the the, the, the hymen god, Broncos fan, T.I., for talking <laughs> wild crazy on every platform that will put a microphone or camera in front of him. Um, obviously, this is clearly album promotion. He had his album, the uh, Libra Drop, that I heard was pretty good. I haven't checked it out yet. But one of the things he said on Dukes and Bell, a local uh, 1990 game in Atlanta, was he said about Matt Ryan that, let's see, Tia talked about he thinks the team should move on from Matt Ryan. It's one of those things that you don't know why it ain't working. You just know it ain't working anymore, Ti said. You don't stick around a situation that ain't working, trying to figure out why it ain't working. You're trying to move forward. Once you realize, damn, how many times you gonna say it ain't working? Okay, this ain't working. Ain't we'll him and Tiny not working, and he's sticking around with that. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that that was that was uh. I'm a little, I'm, you know, I'm low blowing. Damn, I'm I'm probably good. My DMs are closed for the week. I'm gonna get cut out. You know that. Hey man, this man out here is sending pop shots. I like this one. Two, 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 two. There we go. Hey. But yeah, so he was like, okay, so. We're getting the kind of results we pay $30 million to see. At this point, you have to develop an exit strategy so you can transition into new energy. So side note, whenever people start using the word energy, <laughs> random little conversations, that's a red flag. They have no clue what they're talking about. So he continues to say, if we would have gotten Cam Newton and the Patriots would have taken Matt Ryan, I think that would have been a better fit for them. Based off my knowledge of Cam Newton as an athlete. And they didn't have the money, but go ahead. We need, that, we need the energy like that. That's what represents Atlanta. There's never been a more celebrated, more supported quarterback in this city than Michael Vick, whether you like it or not. 
That's the kind of energy. Okay. You know what? What it is is there's so many people. Atlanta's a very black city. Like I know DC is called Chocolate City, but Atlanta should be called Chocolate AIDS Dick City. But let's just be honest. I'm I'm just being honest. It's the game maker. We know that. You know, please don't shoot me. I live in Charlotte. But um, for some reason, niggas have just, they have not liked Matt Ryan for, from day one. Let's be honest. You're a Falcons fan, and you know that. They did not I'm like the of the team in Atlanta. I will not be categorized as a fan, but continue. Yeah, they, they didn't like Matt Ryan from, from day one. Never appreciated the guy. It was all about Michael Vick. If they could have brought Michael Vick back in some capacity, they would have. Uh, to me, the Cam thing, like his suggestion, okay, Cam's making $2 million a year with the Patriots. Uh, basically, he's on like a prove-it deal, the lowest possible deal that he could possibly get. Uh, first of all, to your point, Mr. IT or TI, Mr. Harris, Clifford, the Patriots couldn't afford Matt Ryan. They were strapped against the cap. Uh, Matt Ryan's not your biggest issue. Coaching is. Uh, which, which we fired all of them, and we won forty to twenty three against a bad Vikings team. But we actually looked like a professional football team today. So there's that. Yeah, so it makes you wonder what was really going on. I mean, I get where people are coming from. Like, there will be a point in the next three years where you do need to think of an exit strategy. But to think of it as next year is asinine. Like, it doesn't make sense. Get is. Get as many assets as you can in the building, get the right coaches, and give it one more shot with Matt Ryan, maybe two more shots with Matt Ryan, and then move on. Like that, that's what I think the best thing uh to me to do. It's not a situation like the Colts with uh yeah, I'm about to say Matt Ryan, but Peyton Manning, where he had the neck fusion surgery, his arm was clearly dead that second year in Denver. And he, he was just a nobody, or even now with Tampa Bay and, and even with Breeze and uh, New Orleans, uh, these guys, their arms are shot. Like They cannot push the ball down the field. They're still accurate. Matt Ryan, he's never been a down-the-field passer, but he still does a good job. Like He's, he's above middle of the pack. He's still maybe top 12 quarterback in the league. Why would you want to eat up so much dead cap, risk it on a rookie, and then you're still not going to be a good team. Like, it doesn't make sense for you guys. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And T.I., okay. as much, you know, all those videos with the throwback Atlanta hats and old school Atlanta jerseys, and you sell out like this, I'm disappointed in you, nigga. Like, you know yeah. what? When Charlotte Lowe said, you know, nigga saved from the west side, well, goddamn, it must be two sides. Put <laughs> on your face, homie. Like, for real. I'm disappointed. R.I.P. Uh, Shorty L.O. But but yeah, that was just a quick pop shout out to the Hyman guy. I thought he was canceled, bro. Like I thought we got him out of here. Was the Hyman thing 2020 or was that 2019? That had to have been 2019. That couldn't have been this yeah. year. There's <laughs> no way that was this I mean, year. I would, would you be surprised, though, the way 2020 has been, I, I would be surprised if Hyman Gate wasn't this year. So, But anywho, uh, yeah, T.I., you need to just take care of your family, dude. Like work on your marriage. Do other things besides give bad sports takes. Your sports takes are as bad as the Migos and all those other Atlanta rappers that only support the teams when they're good. Like I have yet to see. November nineteen was Hyman. Oh, it was close. 
So, I, and real quick before we get off the uh, Atlanta sports celebrity people, I, I have, and I may not be paying attention, but I do follow a lot of people from Atlanta that are Falcons, Braves, and Bulldogs fans. Shout out to Josh. I know he's, he don't want to admit he's hurt that the Bulldogs lost to Alabama, but he, he's definitely hurt. Um, hopefully he, yeah. he, he recovers, uh, you know, whatever. But I, I haven't seen a single rapper or celebrity tweet nan a thing about the Atlanta Braves until they get to a game out from the World Series. I might be wrong. Let me know at South 706 on Twitter. But it's funny how that works. It's like, oh, go Braves. Yeah. Or when the Falcons are good. Oh, all the rappers want to be at the games now. All right, man. It's just like a team you guys have. Like, out of nowhere, I started seeing all these people tweeting about whatever the soccer team name is. I guess the United. Red Birds or whatever. I don't know. But, like, who cares? You know, I, I don't all, talk about the Braves. It's only because they won a championship in their second year. Yeah, that if they, was. That if was they cool. had to won, if they had to won out the gate like that, niggas in Atlanta ain't watching soccer. Like, get out of here! Stop! Don't don't give me this. Oh, I'm a huge soccer fan, nigga. You you like winning? When they're winning, you're being like, what has that team done since they won that championship? I don't know. Because I haven't heard anything. Fired right. coach. That's what they did. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard Nan tweets about no soccer Atlanta United no more. I guess y'all are done off of that. So well, there's, a couple, there's a couple of people. Uh, one of the homegirls on Twitter, Adriana. I think she's she's consistent about it, but I think she's like a real soccer person. Shout out to her. But um, let's let's transition to the more trash takes. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I don't did, did this come, Disney Plus come out in 2020 or 2019? 2019. Okay, well, anywho, I remember not too long ago in 2019 when the rumors of Disney Plus dropping had people shutting down the internet like, oh, Disney Plus, oh, I'm going to watch Smart Guy and all these other shows I've never watched in 35 years. Oh, oh, the lady <laughs> in the crowd, I'm going to watch Cinderella, yada, 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 yada. Fast forward, not even a year later, people are flocking to get rid of their Disney Plus subscriptions. I have a Disney Plus subscription, but I don't pay for it. They're not getting my money because that shit is trash. Like, look, I said it before in the podcast. If you're going to do Disney Plus, a way to keep it interesting is give us all the racist shit. Give me songs of the South. Give me the unedited uh, Dumbo. Put all the racist shit on there. Keep it a buck. But no, y'all don't want to put out no original content. Netflix has literally put out 8,000 movies and shows since y'all put out season one of The Mandalorian, which is so far the greatest product y'all can put out because like after i watched like endgame one time i haven't watched a single movie on there oh I watched, uh, the, the curious case of ivan it was actually pretty good never heard of it oh i'm it's about a watch. gorilla that it's a true story it's about oh, a gorilla that racist. wanted out of a circle that sounds racist that sounds like the gorilla <laughs> Got the so, oh i'm gonna go watch x-men <laughs> spider-man Dog, the X-Men series and Spider-Man were both on Netflix for years, for years. So now y'all are down with the the Marvel cause and Disney cause. Y'all could have been watching this shit. I watched this shit years ago on Netflix. But now that it's on Disney Plus, oh, X-Men. I haven't seen a single tweet about X-Men. I I did watch the first one. I watched like two episodes of the X-Men original series. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this show. And I watched two episodes. I like, all right, I'm done. Right, I watched it when it was on Netflix. I watched the first season. It was, it was pretty good. I, I actually had a conversation with somebody about this after our conversation. 
Uh, and it was a woman, and she says she uses Disney Plus all the time. Like she likes those. Yes, she is. Yeah, she does. Okay, so she uses Disney Plus as a babysitter. Well, the content on it too. Like you know, I, I always <laughs> felt like for me, when we were kids, because I remember I had a friend that had all the Disney movies, and it's like most of them were girly movies anyway. Like. You know, they didn't have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or, you know, anything that I was interested in. They had, like, Princess This and Rah Rah Dad and Talking Monkeys and Talking Fish and, you know, like, stuff that doesn't really apply to me. So it's I not that I, I would want to revisit, you know? And Smart Guy, like, that show sucked. Like, <laughs> Smart Guy! Smart yeah. Guy! That shit's trash. That's just trash. I, I do think uh, Disney Plus is somewhat limited when it comes to children's programming because you are limited to uh like disney movies marvel movies and mickey mouse so like when my kids were in the mickey mouse and spider-man phase disney plus was on like repeat but now they've kind of moved on there's jurassic park there's other uh types of tv shows that they can watch that are on netflix even um hbo max i think is a better has better like they have like teen titans and a bunch of other cartoons and movies and it's and it's not just if, even if you don't have kids when you're talking about original content disney plus doesn't have anything like i don't know i don't know if it's corona or what but corona, corona is fucking up marvel right now because they it's almost like they cannot do anything until they drop black widow like black widow is the movie that will get the ball rolling and i guess that's that's where the trouble lies in having everything so connected because nothing can stand so, on its own. Let me ask you this because we know WandaVision is coming out in December. Is Black Widow coming out before that? They said it's supposed to come out in November. They said it was going to be okay. in theaters in November, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm not going to a theater for Black Widow. I'm not doing that. I wasn't like, going I, and, but you know. And, and for them to, you know, if they were to put, I and I think they need to just go ahead and put it on Disney Plus. Like they did it with Mulan. And I, a lot of people kind of got upset that they had to pay the extra 30 to see it. Maybe they need to tweak that number or make it to where, you know, you pay the 30, you get it for the weekend, or you pay the 25, you get to own something. They need to adjust that. Yeah, but at, at this point, Black Widow isn't going to be in theaters this year. In 2020, Black Widow will not be in theaters, so they need to adjust. They cannot continue to go as if things are normal. Things are not normal. We're in a different time right now, so you, Marvel needs to adjust with the times. If they put it on Disney Plus and then make users pay an extra ten bucks, people will do it to see Black Widow. And you know, because outside the only reason I probably wouldn't cancel Disney Plus is because the price is so cheap. It's only six ninety nine. Well, so, yeah, and, yeah and, and, they're, and they're they're doing this thing like they're in this and I, I didn't understand why they were doing it at first but now that i see how much of a struggle disney plus is they're doing that thing where when most when most tv shows come out on a streaming service like an original tv show they normally put every episode out like hey it's 10 episodes all 10 episodes here you go but i'm going to assume that when the mandalorian comes out they're only going to release like the first three episodes and then do it weekly like they did. Didn't they do that last season? Yeah, last I season. It, I thought they put it all out. I know in different no. countries they did it. No, 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 no. Because you had the, they, it came out every week. And then months later, 
they did the same thing. They made people from other countries still wait those weeks, mm-hmm. even though it was already all out. So, and they're doing that because they don't want people to say, okay, well, I'm going to do the free trial with Disney Plus, watch every episode of The Mandalorian and get out of there. Now they're pretty much forcing you to, to pay it for at least three months of Disney Plus because they're struggling to keep people around. And The Mandalorian season two hasn't even dropped yet. And they're already talking about, all right, season three is on the way. We're going to start doing that now. Because what else is there to watch on Disney Plus? Like, those Marvel movies have been out long enough to where people already have them on DVD or Blu-ray. They've been on Netflix forever. Like, how many times do I need to watch Captain Marvel? How many times do I need to watch Thor uh, Ragnarok? I've seen those movies a bunch of times before I got Disney Plus. So, The Mandalorian is the only selling point that they have until Marvel decides to realize, like, hey, we need to be a little bit more less rigid and start putting out cut like is cap is the winter soldier and the falcon done yet or are y'all still filming is no they're still filming i think i sent it to the group chat like they're still gonna film it's not finished and it doesn't come out to an undisclosed date in 2021 but it's only six episodes in the first season so there's gonna be some Michael Bay type episodes. It's like, bro, especially with six episodes, I thought it would be ten Netflix, at least. Netflix has dropped, and again, I don't know when they recorded this stuff. I'm sure it takes a year to get recorded and produced. But like, again, what was Disney Plus doing? Like, somebody dropped the ball. Like, I know there was a a, a high point for Disney with you know the ending of the Infinity Saga. And obviously nobody predicted coronavirus, but man, going forward, you got to have a contingency plan because they... Yeah, they should have been doing this stuff before, because what, May of last year was Endgame. They should have been doing this March of last year. You know, you knew you were going to roll it out to get the stuff out there. It doesn't make sense. Well, I'm a a proponent of don't don't show me nothing until it's finished. I don't want to see a preview. I don't want to see a trailer. I'll, like I'm fine with like set pictures stuff like that, but do not put a trailer out until the movie is done. Like the new Batman movie that they got coming out, that they put a trailer out for, they said that movie is like thirty percent complete. So that trailer is pretty much everything that they've done so far, and I don't want to see like now that movie is going to be delayed, obviously because of COVID. But it's just like don't put stuff out there because now people are anticipating it, and once that anticipation, once that fever. Uh, frenzy has gone down people forget about it and they're not talking about it anymore now they're just being like well i guess it'll come out whenever i guess i'll check it out later but like the hype that people had when they first saw the trailer that hype is going to die down because it's going to take so long for you to finish filming the movie so wait till it's in the can wait till it's done then put out a trailer and maybe that's maybe that's not how the movie business works because i'm not in it but that's how i would operate and hopefully this year the Mandalorian is over eight episodes and give us more than thirty minutes because that's no, no. no I think it's I think it's well paced. Like I said, I I got my wife to watch it and she likes it and I think it's the it's about thirty nine minutes per ep, but it's it's paced pretty good. Like I I enjoy it. If you haven't watched it, like the Mandalorian is excellent. You don't necessarily have to have a background with Star Wars to enjoy it because the story is pretty easy to follow. It's just kind of you get a little bit more out of it if you're familiar with the Star Wars universe. Star Wars universe, but yeah, The Mandalorian is great. Like I, it's it's so good. It's just disappointing that Disney has failed to put out more content. And also, I had to do some Google because I was thinking about this the whole time I was watching it. But like, 
why is there no Mandalorian video game being developed? If there isn't, there should be. And if it's not, somebody's dropped the ball on that. Exactly. Like it, it's 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 so easy to make a game off that. You go around, you collect bounties, and you get enough money to get your fucking armor. You could do a story mode with the with the little mongrel kid with the baby. It's, Grand Theft Auto. It's, it's Star Wars meets Grand Theft Auto. It's so it's, it's you could print money. I would buy it right now. That's light right work. now. It's light work. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and if we're gonna be. If we're gonna... Wait a minute, but they they been dropped the ball. I'm sorry to cut you off. They been dropped the ball because remember last year. COVID was still in China and we didn't even know nothing about it. They didn't even have the dolls ready. Like they, they didn't even have the Yoda dolls ready for Christmas. They they just they didn't think they didn't I, for some reason they didn't think it was gonna blow up the way it did. They didn't think baby Yoda was gonna be that big. I don't know how you look at that and say this isn't gonna be a thing. Like I don't know how they didn't see that foresee that coming. But uh, well, if I, if we're gonna if we're gonna be honest, the Mandalorian should not be on Disney Plus. The Mandalorian, would, it should be on HBO, it should be on Netflix, and it should be rated mature. It would be it, it it's a great show as is, but Disney Plus doesn't know what it wants to be. Do you want to be a streaming service for kids or a streaming service for everybody? Because like outside of the Mandalorian, there there's no other show that is as graphic and as has as many adult themes in it as the Mandalorian does on Disney Plus. You put it on HBO, HBO has kids shows but it also has like euphoria and game of thrones and insecure you throw the mandalorian in there or you throw it in on netflix where they have like uh ozark and what other original shows they have on netflix i'm drawing a blank but a bunch yeah there's a bunch of stuff on there but it's just like the the mandalorian would fit in better on a different streaming service if they were able to be because there's there, there were certain scenes where you could tell they were holding back because it's like all right well this is also this is still disney so we can't go all the way but you know throw that thing on netflix you know maybe you can take it a little bit further make things a little bit more well, well i don't think it's a netflix problem it's a disney problem like well, disney yeah, yeah. star wars so in a perfect world yes the mandalorian would be a better product kind of like um which i haven't finished yet um which i barely started the Watchmen, like they could have did yeah. something like that. That's a that's a great show. Great and if you, show. if you haven't watched, or there's a YouTube video that kind of breaks down like the thought presses behind the Watchmen. Uh, it's really cool how they the Watchmen is pretty much like deconstructed Marvel characters. It's how they break down is pretty interesting. It's a pretty cool story though. Um, one of the things that DC did kind of well. They probably should remake that movie now, but anywho. Yeah, we're we're bashing Disney Plus. They they definitely dropped the ball, but kind of the pivot still on Disney. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of news coming out about a Spider-Man three. A lot of interesting tidbits to come out as far as uh, they're saying that Doctor Strange is going to be in the movie, and they're either hoping for a multiverse situation where uh, Tobey Maguire is brought into the movie along with uh, the other gentlemen to play Spider-Man. I can't. Adam Garfield. Yeah, Adam Garfield. Um, so if you know any background about the comics, like the the Into the Spider-Verse movie with Miles Morales, that was like a Into the Spider-Verse light. Actually, it really didn't touch any part of the real story, except the aspect where there were multiple Spider-Mans. But in the real story, there's a lot of Spider-Man. So there's like a Spider-Man version of everything like there's a superman version of spider-man essentially 
Like it's it's crazy deep. It's a pretty cool story. Essentially, whatever the bad guys are trying to eat all the Spider-Mans or something like that. It's it's cool. YouTube it. But that element would be kind of cool because everybody on Twitter usually argues like, oh, who's the best Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland or, or Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield gets a bad rap. But again, if you're familiar with the comics, he does kind of perfectly fit the amazing Spider-Man, just like how Tom Holland fits this new Spider-Man with the, you know, with the end game, with the Avengers and all that stuff. So, um, and again, Tobey Maguire for his time, when that shit first came out, it was really good. I remember going to see it in theaters. This is a great movie for the time, but people also thought those George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Batman movies were good movies, which in retrospect, them shits is terrible. So as, as time progresses and technology gets better and story writing get better, you, you improve. You, you cast better characters, you write better stories and whatnot. But I, I think it is interesting. It's kind of weird with COVID trying to get excited for these movies because it, it puts you in a, in a predicament where it's like, well, shit, I want to go see this night one or open night, but I also don't want to catch the Rona. So, and I've said it before, had the Rona popped off when Infinity War came off, came out, I'd have risked it off. I'd probably be dead right now. Cause I'm I was going to see that movie night one. When Civil War dropped, if Rona was popping, I'd have been in there catching all the Rona. You know what I'm saying? So thank goodness the pandemic didn't pop off when those movies dropped. But are you excited for Spider-Man 3? What are your thoughts? Um I'm curious how this goes. I'm I'm looking at the uh IMDB page for it, and they also I don't I think it's this is more of a rumor, not an uh, official casting, but they have Jamie Foxx coming back as a uh, Electro from, from the Amazing Spider-Man movies, which I think that would be uh, another good look. The only thing that I w- that I want out of uh, Spider-Man Three is it I want it to be more superhero based, and it, it's it's weird because it's just like if you if you watch like the first movies like spider-man homecoming and spider-man far from home those are mostly like especially the first one the first one is essentially just a teen movie like about a kid in high school doing kid in high school things with his his friend that's in high school and he likes a girl and you know his, her, her her dad is is mean and all these other things and then they just kind of sprinkle some superhero elements into it and it's not so much in the sequel, but there's still some of that where it's mostly about that same kid liking a girl. They're going overseas. They're having this relationship type deal. Like it, th- these are mostly. It's almost like super bad, but if one of the kids was a superhero, you know. So uh, would, not, first, and not not in the sense of really it was really it, good. no 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 no. The movies, the, like, oh shit. The movies are really good, but they feel more like high school movies and not if if i was to classify what genre movie was that i'd be like oh that's a coming of age movie not a superhero movie so i want because at this point the the spider-man that we have here tom holland we saw him civil war homecoming uh infinity war endgame far from home so we've seen him for about four to five movies at this point, he's grown up. We don't need the we don't need to see all of the high school hijinks anymore. Like I feel like he has grown up, and I feel like with the introduction of Doctor Strange being the type of character he is, maybe you know with the whole multiverse thing. Hopefully, he's able to get out of that mold as being the kid. And I'm not saying he has to be like a grown man like Captain America, but 
this shouldn't be this shouldn't feel like a high school movie like the other two. Well, it's it's not because I mean you saw the end of the last movie. Everybody knows he's Spider-Man now, so kind of the bullseye's on his back. So he really can't like they gotta take it to the next level. Yeah, unless uh yeah, I'm that that's Doctor Strange presents interesting uh theories and how you can do that because obviously you can't really function as the spider-man if everybody knows who you are so i'm gonna make an early hot take prediction that somehow when everything is resolved maybe they use they recover the time stone and rewind time and make it so people don't know you spider-man that's my early hot take which i don't know how that's gonna work but how, how else do you resolve the issue that everybody knows that you're spider-man I think he just has to, he just kind of has to live with it. I think he has to just live with it. Kind of like okay. how Iron Man, Iron Man had to do well, with it. You too. can do that when you're Iron Man, when you're a billionaire and you're an adult. Like he doesn't even well, have home yet. You know what I'm saying? These, these are the things that Spider-Man is going to have to deal with. Like, and maybe when he goes into the multiverse, maybe that's something that an older Spider-Man would be like, hey, this is how you balance it. This is how you maybe work this. And it's not like the event of all the Avengers that got money and, and there's not many left that live in New York, but I mean, it, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be a, a sense where it's just like, all right. So, uh, this thing with, uh, uh, Mary Jane, that's done. Like I can't be with you because I'm Spider-Man and everybody knows that. So there's going to, I feel like there's going to be that, that would be my hot take. There's going to be some heartbreak in Spider-Man three. Like he's going to have to sever all of his relationships, like his friend, the, the uh, Ned, like, I can't, ha- we can't be a thing anymore. Me and MJ, we can't be a thing anymore. And he's going to have to struggle with, do I want to continue to be Spider-Man? Do I want to continue doing this? Because I'm going, I'm making bigger sacrifices than I've ever had to make before. And you've got to consider he's still, what, he's going to be probably like 17, 18. You're asking an 18-year-old to get rid of his friend that he's known for probably his whole life. His first girlfriend. I can't have a girlfriend ever. Because I got to be Spider-Man, it's going to be tough. Or it should be. It should be a tough movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely intrigued. It's, it's the, the toughest thing is when he's going to find out that, like, uh, MJ is, like, doing, like, Rue activities, like, in Euphoria. It's like, yo, bro, you belong to the streets. <laughs> Don't like, get Rue out here. That shit needs to come back. That, how long? It's been, like, a year, right? Yeah. They need to bring That's- that back. That's a good show. I that's like a that wild. Show. That's a wild show, extremely wild. But pivoting wild shows as we, we wrap up. Uh, Dexter apparently is back. Uh, if you haven't watched Dexter for four seasons, it was probably one of the top tier uh, shows on television that's across true. all all networks. And just reading up on it, apparently this ten episode run. He's gonna re uh, reunite with the showrunner who quit or stopped after the fourth season, which was the best season where they should. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, so knowing that, I see why the show went down the toilet every season after that. And spoiler alert, you know, if you need to go somewhere, you know, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a second just in case you're one of the few. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Please divert your ears if you have not finished Dexter. Okay, so Dexter had by far, you can argue, one of the worst endings in TV history. That shit was so terrible. It was the worst. So how you talk about Disney dropping the ball, 
Showtime dropped the ball with this. Like, man's got on a boat, went into a hurricane, and then turned into a lumberjack. Like, I was so confused. Like, it didn't make any sense. Zero sense. It didn't make any sense. Abandon his family. Like, what is going on? No type of closure. No type they better of closure. Come they better come well, up. And, and the thing is, it's just like, when you're when you're making uh and I'm not I'm not some kind of TV like expert or like some savant when it comes to TV shows, but I think my main I think TV shows mess up when they start getting renewed for another season without knowing how like they want to end the show. Like for like they don't know how they want the show to end. Like they didn't, they didn't know. Like after season four, they're probably like, "All right, so they want to do another deal. Let's just give them another season." They just, it just kept going. Like I, I, I remember listening to uh, an interview that Issa Rae did for Insecure. She's talking about Insecure, and right now, she knows exactly how she wants to end the show, but she's not going to tell you know HBO that so they you know screw her on the deal. But you kind of have to go into these shows knowing how you're going to end it. Because if you don't, now you're just making stuff up. Now you're just trying to do it on the fly. Like, you see what The Walking Dead is doing. The Walking Dead is on, like, season 11. Who they have no idea. Walking Dead? I, I gave Who up on that. I tried. Twitter if you were watching The Walking Dead. I need to have you on the podcast. I, <laughs> the world beyond, like, bro, there's zombies. There's no other world. People are dead. But, but even, even with Dexter, like, they should have found a way to resolve that show, like, I'm not saying like season one, episode one, you need to know exactly how the show ends. But after like season two, you need to have an idea of like, okay, how are we going to resolve this character? How are we going to give people a way out of this? You or or do you just want to just keep going until the show just sucks completely? Like even a show like Weeds or a show like Orange oh is the New God. Black. Like there's a there's so many shows where you they have so many ways to just end it and it's fine, but most people like to just make that money, keep creating shows and keep it going. So they just keep adding on seasons and keep going. And like right now, I'm watching the uh, the Rams uh, Niners game. They're showing a commercial for This Is Us. That's going to be coming back, which is an excellent show. But they already know like, hey, we're going to do two more seasons of this show. And they could easily just run the show into the ground, just do 10 11 12 they could and people would watch it but is it the best vision of the show that you get or are you or is it just a money grab is it just an iphone 12 with another camera it's nothing innovative you're just doing it just to do it hmm. but but if you're gonna watch this dexter thing and you haven't actually watched like the full series of dexter i don't i don't know why you would do that like that doesn't because they're not going to start from the beginning. They're going to pick up where they left off, right? It's it's a ten episode run, so I don't I don't know. Maybe they're going to fast forward to the future where he's like a, I don't know, the the, the lumberjack manager and his lumberjack company, and then maybe he gets the itch to kill again. I don't know. Um, yeah, damn, I forgot about that. I forgot Deborah died too. That's crazy. Like nobody wants to see them bring back. Like you don't want to see them bring back uh, uh, Rebecca. Was or no, no, no. Uh, what was wife's name on that show? Uh, 
I can't remember. But either way, you don't want to see them like rehash old storylines and old stories. Like you want to see them, you know, take it to the next whatever he's doing, wherever he is, chopping wood. Okay, I got a hot take. Okay. Let's say they fast forward like 15 years in the future and like his his son is trying to locate his father and then his son ends up being a serial killer and killing him at the end. Well, I was going to say I was going to say the opposite where his son comes looking for him and Dexter's all weirded out by him cuz he's a psychopath and he kill he kills his son. Hmm. He spends a whole season trying to avoid him cuz he knows this guy is following him cuz he's been coming to the to the yard looking for him. Have you seen this man? I'm trying to find him and maybe he follows in his aunt's footsteps and becomes a cop so now dexter's like oh the cops are looking for me maybe they know and i don't know maybe his son's an asshole too so he finds a reason to kill him hashtag meet the parents but anywho uh i think that's the last thing we had um uh, marcus has brought the mask back so he's not spread digital COVID. i saw a story of a 33 year old fitness influencer on instagram who didn't think COVID was real and now he's dead so um he did have underlying heart problems, but again, those underlying heart problems were exacerbated by ding, 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 COVID. So COVID. wear a mask, wash your hands, socially distance, be an adult. I want to travel. I want to leave the United States and go where people know how to behave. You know what I'm saying? Like, can, can we please do that? For Do it for me. If you don't do it for your own family, do it for me, please. I, I want to go somewhere. Yeah, stop stop talking about Corona like that in public. Stop stop saying it's fake. Stop saying it's a hoax because it will find you. It's because it will find you. I got my shout outs early. Oh, real quick. Back to sports real quick. Apparently, Baker Mayfield got benched. I don't know if he got benched. It says he got replaced. Can we please get his commercials on TV? Can we please do that as well? Because he's not good enough to have a commercial on every 30 seconds. So... Please do that. Real quick, going through my my bookmarks. I don't know if this is a real picture because this dude looks mad crazy, but apparently Tony Romo is dating Christina Milian. Didn't have that on my 2020 vision board. What? I know. That can't be right. <laughs> no way. I'm going to send you the picture. Dude. That's Romo, wild, man. <laughs> I don't even, for the sake of the podcast, it's, it's the truth. But look, look, at the, look at Tony Romo in this picture. This, this is absurd. This might be the, the cover art for no reason. He looks he looks ridiculous. Well, I will I will give a uh, I guess I'll give a shout out. I would like to shout out Rev Run, and I'm going to uh, make a deal with you. I will let you back on this podcast without wearing a heat hat, but you have to come on here and denounce the Boston Celtics. You have to come on here and talk about how trash they are, how they wasted their opportunity to get to the finals, how all that cap space has done nothing, how their GM is who the GM thinks he's smarter than he actually is. And you guys are a waste of a franchise. Your own, your best player is a player that shit on himself. And he thinks he's a hall of famer. Uh, you guys have only won one championship ring since slavery. So if you come on here and say that stuff, then you can come on. But other than that, you're still banned. And Tony Romo is a wild boy. That is that can't be a real picture. That cannot be a real picture. You know, before you wrap, let me let me this. Let me. I need. I need to know. I need to know. Hold on. I need to. No. I don't. I don't think that's Tony Romo. 
That's I don't think wild. it is. <laughs> oh my god. I think he's actually married. Hold on. Oh yeah, that's that. Tony Romo is definitely married, but the, the whoever that Tony Romo lookalike is, you're a wild Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> oh, that's a wild ass picture. It it like man, Twitter is Twitter is out of control. But anywho, uh, shout out to uh, KJ. Shout out to uh, Jalen. Shout out to Josh. Jif Queen. Uh, everybody rocks with this. Uh, shout out to Rachel though for. Continue continuing to tweet wild tweets. Seen, uh, Jif Queen had the cheeks out. She was busting guns early in the week. You seen that? Pow, 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 pow. Okay, seen right. it? She had the yeeks out, you know. Drop that OnlyFans. <laughs> Go ahead and drop oh, that OnlyFans okay. link. You dig? You mean? I'm not going to subscribe. I know a couple people that might, but you know. Shout out to her. And I'm still working on the. Uh, on my 2020 list, I don't know. This might be like a, we might have to dedicate like three weeks to these to these episodes. So so far, I've been kind of lazy this week, but I have top 2020 wild shit. Uh, Love is blind. That was a moment. Tiger King, of course. The Earl Thomas brother orgy. Herman Cain. Ice Cube. You could probably list 10 things. The 45 is done, and then the whole Joe Budden uh, masturbating the dog story thing that happened that was that was the thing about a week ago so uh i'm still working i, I gotta put it work but yeah we'll, we'll definitely do an episode on that and also real quick just to tie in from the beginning check out uh, the homie uh, optimus check out dark vulcan you got some cool merch gang um also read chainsaw man shout out to denji the goat here we go. Shout, shout to Denji. Here we go. We, we, got, we got some anime sounds right here. If I can find them. There we go. The goat right here. Shout out to Jojo. But yo, look, this Chainsaw Man shit. I had like, I've watched playing animes. I've read a couple of mangas. But like, my jaw has dropped multiple times reading this shit. Like, I was reading them like, the fuck? The first, the first chapter, I scrolled down and I'm like, did this really happen? I had to scroll back up and reread them like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Read Chainsaw Man. Read the first chapter. If you're not compelled to continue reading, I will give you a dollar. That shit is excellent. I read through 82 chapters in like less than a week. And I can't wait for the next one to drop. So definitely check out Chainsaw Man. Denji's the goat. This is a KTSEF pod. We out. Peace. All right, yo, it's your boy, South 706. Uh, we got our one of our favorite returning guests, Howard alum, is Tribbles. And I just want to get her, her hot takes on uh, Cardi B, because if you listen to this podcast for a long time, you know I've been the biggest fan and <laughs> the biggest advocate of Black love for Cardi B and Mr. New Orleans. But their on-again, off-again relationships has kind of dominated the, the airwaves, the Twitter, the Twitter sphere, IG. And, you know, they filed for divorce. Then they were seen out celebrating for her 28th birthday. And he bought her a Bentley truck, which we're not sure if she can drive it because she didn't have a license. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently he persuaded her to call things off. So uh, I, I just want to get your thoughts because it's just 
I mean, are they relationship goals? Are they not relationship goals? Um, it's a lot going on with them, too. All right. So, Cardi B and Offset are definitely not my relationship goals, but I think I'm I'm in the minority when I say I'm here for it. Like, I, I when I was on the podcast last time we talked about them, I was just like, the the marriage is too fresh for you to say, like, oh, you know, like, one, I guess once once I realized Cardi B said, like, yo, I'm not in this abusive relationship, like, he not going upside my head, I'm not in the verb like if that's her claim like if i'm going off her word i'm here for it like marriages are ups and downs unfortunately you guys are both entertainers so we get to see it um or people will go look for it because i think the thing that we don't remember is the divorce like the blogs went and found that out like it's public record in order to divorce a nigga you got to go through the courts it's public record. She wasn't on IG saying, hey, y'all, just, I just went to the court, like, on Instagram Live, like, yo, I'm pulling up to Fulton County, about to drop the paperwork off. It was just, like, a whole bunch of nosy people because she's, you know, she's who she is. Google searched her name in the court system, and boom, here we are. Week, whatever, talking about Cardi being Offset's relationship. I just think any other married person, and for anybody listening, I am not married, but from my perception, like any other married person, they have their ups and downs. Like it may not, their downs may not be cheating. Like downs don't necessarily equal cheating or infidelity or whatever. Downs could be gambling. Downs could be drinking drug addictions or whatever. Like it could be, downs could literally be like, you don't have enough self-esteem or some shit. Like it could just be something random, but marriages go through them. And I just don't think you throw them away after a couple of years. Like, four years so this is what she said on instagram live she said listen y'all i'm just a crazy bitch uh you know i be arguing with y'all on social media that's how exactly how we are between me and my man so when people say i'd be doing shit for attention with this and that no i'm just a crazy bitch and then she said one day i'm happy the next day i want to beat a n-word up i just be starting to miss him it's not hard it's hard not to talk to your best friend it's really hard not to your, talk to your best friend. It's really hard to have no dick. So I don't I don't know what kind of unregulated penis Mr. Set is slanging, but I'm like, it kind of goes in the face of all the women that you know champion women for like leaving their man for cheating or holding them accountable or putting them to the curb. Get the fuck out of here! Look, no, right. no, no. So what I will say is one of our like first episodes. Our earlier episodes a couple years ago was called like the $200 million question. And I pretty much posed the idea like, hey, women or men, if your significant other was to win $200 million, like how much would you put up with? You know what I'm saying? Not saying he has that type of money, but it's like there's always a price. Like it seems like there's always something that will get you to stay amongst turbulent times. And for her, apparently it is... uh that that wild ass penis that walk, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I mean, this is the thing. I'm not I'm not here saying that Cardi B is right and she speaks for all women, but I'm pretty sure your listeners on this podcast has a homegirl, or you may be the homegirl that is going back to an ancient nigga and you you on the phone, you you answering a text message, you on FaceTime, like, hey, this nigga not good for you. Like, leave, sis. And she just goes back. And now you just step back and, and you let their relationship play out. And I just feel like that's what we need to do. It's 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 hard because like Barty Gang, like the leaders of Barty Gang are 
uh, in Zoom school. So, you know, they have nothing else to do but to keep us abreast of it. But I just really think it's the media's point to just stay away from it. Like, they're 20, 27, 28 years old. Not saying that they're children, but how you thought at 24 and how you think at 28 is different. What she thinks at 38 is going to be totally different. Like, these people have time to change, grow, accept whatever. Like, Cardi has always been loud. Like, what what makes you think her relationships are not going to be loud in, in, in public? Um, but I hate I hate that us as, like, fans or, like, you know, podcasters or whatever, we gravitate to it and give this, the minimal story more flame because I'm just like, at 28, I'm 28 myself. I ain't, I'm not gonna call none of my friends' names, but some of my friends act like Cardi B. Like they won't, they, they talking to their next nigga that's up, but they'll still go fuck with the ancient ex because they don't want a new body. So it's just like, we gotta stop judging her from like this weird ass angle. And for a lot of us, just look to your left and to your right and you see you, you fucking around with a lot of Cardi B's and offsets. <laughs> Well, I guess that kind of goes against the conspiracy theory that we had that this was a industry thing or whatever. But also, it's they're in the public spotlight. They're celebrities like this. They know this is how it goes. So I guess my question is, if this goes south again, if you get caught cheating again and it blows up at that point, do we have the right to flame her? Or do we just like let it go? It's gonna be a story. I mean, again. I mean Cardi, Cardi, Cardi gets flamed anyways, every but... time. Cardi gets flamed for it. Cardi gets flamed for anything. So I mean, any, okay, no, any... But see, everybody does though. You know what I'm saying? Like it, she's part of the frame. She's in it. She's in the industry. She she belongs to the streets. You know what I'm saying? True, true, true. So uh, um, you can't have kid gloves with her when she's vocal and loud about other things. But then we have to be like, oh well, you know, she's 28. I'm like, well, you maybe. I mean, of course, it's going you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, well, that was all, that's my thing. Like, if at whatever age, would have been married like four years. So I guess at 24, like that type I, of money as a dude, I'm not getting married to. Nobody. Yeah, I wouldn't have at 24. I wouldn't have got married. But I mean, like you know, they said love, baby, all this great thing. So again, I got to go off their words. Like my my perspective is coming solely off of their words, not an internet narrative, not. Some shit that I feel in my heart is like, yo, this is what they're saying. So I'm just inclined to believe that Cardi is happy. Cardi has always been wow and in dysfunctional relationships. Like, I'm not going to say that they have like a picture perfect relationship and that everybody should follow this motto. Um, I think she's comfortable in dysfunctional relationships, but this one works for her. And it's better than all the ones she's been in before. Because when, when her other niggas was cheating and doing all the other shit, what did she get out of it? Pretty sure it wasn't a Bentley truck. So, um, well, I mean, he got the money out of her account to pay for that, but um, I, it, it'll be interesting to see the album. I, I still think this is a little bit of uh, trying to stay not relevant, but it's like it's like, every, like it's lemonade. It's lemonade. Lemonade. Bro, people love to great, people great value lemonade. That's what it is. People only because that was that was the source, you know, weeks. I mean, months and months ago, that this new album is lemonade inspired. But I'm like, the, this storyline or this process, of what's going on that we see play out, like it makes sense. What most people failed to take away from Beyonce's product was that you come back, it was a restoring of love, restoring the faith, restoring of everything. Um, basically, 
we we watch them burn everything down, expose everything down, and then build it back up on a on a stronger foundation. That's what lemonade is about. So, I'm I mean, we can go with the the great value lemonade, but the foundation is too weak to even have the, much to burn down. Like the that. situation plays out though. Like if we if we go off the outline of what lemonade is, not necessarily the substance, but the outlines of lemonade. Cardi B and Offset are following it. We didn't have the cheating, um, the public scandal. Now you are the, the public divorce, but we're going to come back together and work on it. I'm pretty, I mean, Jay-Z has rapped about it, that him and B was going to get a divorce, but they had to do some work. It just didn't happen at the blogs because of the type of celebrity that they are. But I mean, again, parallels are there with the, with both scenarios. I'm not saying they're identical, but Man, you can argue it. So I'm inclined to believe that Cardi B and others, uh, you know, who help her with the project are going to give us all of this that we've seen play out in the public eye. They're going to give this to us in song and we will be, well, I will come back on this great podcast and we'll talk about it. <laughs> to me, it seems contrived, but I think the greatness with Lemonade and 444 is that barring some madness, they're gonna still like they shouldn't have any more issues like that. The thing with this is that it can't be lemonade because there's no like culminating point. Like they're there's still a chance because they're so young that they could get divorced next year. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of it's kind of wasteful. It's like yo, this lemonade is supposed to be this great project, but it's like well, it was kind of worthless because you he literally did the same thing, or she did the same thing. Yeah, but then we're also like, it's just like also now a different market. We know, I won't say the core, but a great portion of Cardi's um, audience will believe all of this. Like all that we know that would be completely bullshit between you and I and everybody, you know, probably majority of the listeners that will listen to this podcast, like the core people that are going to buy it, buy into the story, keep it alive on the blogs, on the internet, on the shade room, all these places are the teenagers, the college kids. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely something that's believable for people that, you know, not like people like us that think outside the box and are just like, yeah, we can spot bullshit from a mile away. But for consumer, from a consumer, um, what's it, consumer thing, whatever, like perspective, it makes it, it makes sense. It makes sense to go this route. Cause look what it did. Look, think about it. You didn't think Beyonce releasing Lemonade, the 444, that everything is love wasn't about making money. Like, I love all three of those projects. I champion all three of those projects. But, it, I mean, it was clearly a money grab. We, did, we, we as the public didn't know Beyonce and Jay-Z were getting a divorce. But, yeah, we had to find out in song because they allowed us to found, find this out. Like, it, it, the music game, they, they play, they, it's, it's like a soap opera. It's love and hip-hop, literally. And this is what we're seeing, and we're about to get music out of it. And I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> well, well, we'll definitely do an in-depth breakdown when it happens. But uh, as always, we we appreciate your your input. Uh, I don't know if you have any shout outs to give before we. Yeah, I actually have a shout out. So funny story, kicking it with my friends um, from Howard. Shout out to Howard. Go vote. Um, we're on house party and young lady never met before in real life was just on house party. And I was telling her like, yeah, I'm about to ready to record this podcast in a few days. And she asked me the name, I guess, just to go to subscribe. And she was already like a fan. Like I already subscribed, already hip to what Keep the Same Energy podcast was. So shout out to Court from Dayton, Ohio. So I don't know if you guys have friends on the podcast, like anybody else from Ohio. I don't know how she found out, but. I don't know. 
Shout out to Dayton, Ohio. If you're from Dayton, if you live there, if you pass through there, whatever. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Cameron. We get it in Ohio. Yeah, if oh, you're yeah. on if you're on Twitter, definitely um definitely hit me up at South Three Seven Zero Six. Um, and you know what? I, I'm gonna buy you lunch. So if this reaches her, hit me up, and we'll we'll buy you lunch for being a supporter of the podcast. We really appreciate that. Podcast of the people. We love it. <sighs> you're right. Anywho, <laughs> we'll catch up with you later. All right. Peace.